When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. We have a great show. We have the very beautiful and talented and sexy Andrew Montanez. Uh, nice, to be, nice to be here. Uh, we, we, have, no, we have the gorgeous fighter, Ashley Evans-Smith. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, a real fighter. We have, we have three people in the room. and what, actually, actually, that's not true. Andrew has had, how many fights do you have? I've had over 30 MMA fights. Over 30 MMA fights. People don't know this. They think Andrew's just this annoying guy. Uh, but he actually has had 30 MMA fights. I know. People think I'm just the worst. Yeah, it's okay. I'm telling no, you. it's good. I you, love You're it. getting some hate mail, but you know what? I say, look, if they're affected by you, that's all that matters because you will turn those haters into lovers. Trust me on this one. Yeah, just slide into my DM with hate mail. Uh, <laughs> speaking of DM, uh, DM Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy is the perfect place to start or continue your BJJ journey. I, I Trust me, I'm, I'm going to start again. I, I haven't done it since my torn ACL. I got my, my leg fixed and I'm excited because they have classes for kids and adults and I'm taking those kids classes. Uh, <laughs> but they have expert instruction by world champion head instructor Demetrius Mavraganas and his team of first class instructors will get you in shape or ready for your next competition. Uh, do you still do competitions, Ash? Uh, yeah, actually, I w- really want to do EBI. Nice. So, I mean, I'm not lined up for a fight right now. I feel like this is the time to compete. So EBI or something similar. Yeah, I, I haven't competed in jiu-jitsu in a while, but I want to. Good for you. I like it. Uh, well, listen, if you want group classes or <laughs> private instruction, call them today at 310 310- 800-5878 or if you're near Lakewood, Long Beach, visit them at 5543 Woodruff Avenue in Lakewood, California. You're near Lakewood, aren't you? No. All right, well, go there <laughs> or go to dmbjj.com. Also, uh, listen, when you need your when you find yourself in need, trust speedweed.com for overnight delivery to over 1088 cities across California. Uh, find everything from one stop, from flowers, edibles, concentrate, topicals, vapes and more. I've been actually uh, using the CBD oil for my back and my back has never felt better. Uh, two weeks ago, I couldn't move my back. I started rolling that stuff on. My back is so much better. And you could use code ROASTED for $10 off orders over $100 at speedweed.com. Uh, and it, when you're high, you're probably hungry. So Blue Apron <laughs> is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And they achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients for a community of home chefs. Blue Apron has established itself with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranches across the U.S. And as a result, their seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Look, cooking together builds strong family bonds. Me and my girl, we have Blue Apron night. Best night of the week. Uh, research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. And those who spend a lot at restaurants or high-end grocery stores can now spend under $10 per person, which is a great deal. Uh, I'm telling you, I... 
I love Blue Apron. It's my favorite night of the week. It's affordable. They got variety. It's flexible. It's easy. And it's guaranteed. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash roast. You'll love how good it feels, how good it tastes, and be able to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait. It's blueapron.com slash roast. Now, Amazing. Ash, you are a, a vegan, right? I am. Now... I was thinking about becoming a vegan just because I love animals so much. I, I go to we go to the, went to the petting zoo the other day. You know, I always pass these cute little cows on the road, and I'm like, man, uh, man, it, it kind of sucks that I, I I partake in eating these things. But then I'm like, well, what if I go to heaven and they're like, you already ate a million cows? Like, uh, is it is it is it too late to become a vegan? Uh, I mean, let's say you're uh, you're overweight right now, and you think, oh, okay, I'm I'm 30. Well, I've been overweight my whole life, like. Who, I don't really want to look good at 31, right? It's too late. Right. No, no one, no, no one says that. No one says, oh, I don't want to look good because it's too late. So, example, you've already eaten a, a buttload of animals, right? Yes. Maybe, maybe you don't get into heaven, but <laughs> one, you're probably going to live a little longer. Two, you, your conscience will be better, you know, because if you truly are an animal lover, you'll feel better. You right. Know? It's better to kill five animals than 50 animals in your lifetime, right? True. And three, if you look into it just a little bit, you know, uh, harder, you'll see that you're doing a, a big part for the environment as well, which, you know, maybe you're a hippie at heart, maybe you're not, maybe you don't give a fuck. But is, that, is that why you're a vegan? I all the above. You know, I love animals. Uh, I care about my health. I care about the environment, you know, uh, sustainable living for future generations. Um, it all just seemed to make sense one day. I made the switch and I never looked back. When did you make the switch? Two years ago. Oh, oh, so you just became a vegan? Yeah, I was vegetarian for about 10 before that. Wow. So you look very healthy, but a lot of vegans that I meet, they, they, they smell kind of funny <laughs> or uh, their, their vaginas stink. Oh like, my like, God. Like, like, but how do you, like, is there a. Like, do you go online and, like, do you plan your diets or do you just kind of play it by ear? I mean, I did a gradual change. I came from a really unhealthy, uh, like, hot dog and pizza diet as a kid. And so when I got into high school and college and had to cut weight for wrestling, I just starved myself. And then I learned that's not a good way either. So uh, from starving myself, I went to just, you know, let me try and take out meat. And then I realized that that was a one way to cut weight. So after I learned how to take out the meat, I realized that I felt better. You know, just a lot of things. Like, I learned a lot of things really fast. But... In order to be a healthy vegetarian, you do need to learn about protein sources. The biggest question I always get is, uh, where do you get your protein from? Mm -hmm. And it's not just protein shakes and, yeah, beans have a lot of protein, but you'd be surprised the other sources of protein. So you do have to be knowledgeable. Don't necessarily always have to plan, but if you go to the grocery store, you know what is healthy for you. Uh, you stock your fridge up. You, you're constantly eating healthy no matter what you have in your refrigerator. Andrew, are you a vegetarian or vegan? Or I'm a pescatarian. Oh, there you go. Oh. I actually took a bite of meat this week for the first time in, like, six years. Oh, the pescatarian was what exactly is that? Seafood. Mm -hmm. I don't eat any land meat, no meat, no chicken, beef, pork, or anything. But anything swimming, you're like, fuck those. those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, is there a reason I, for this? Uh, I've, I've always had a lot of animals my whole life, so I have no sympathy for like seafood, but like anything <laughs> that can walk, I'm always kind of a little wary about. So know. it's like the uh, Little Mermaid. Is that like a horror film to you? Or like, you're just like, fuck this. Or, no, or, no. Or Finding Nemo. <laughs> I like Finding Nemo. That's, yeah, a good, yeah. that's, a good, that's a good movie. I was that way too for a long time. I, I was like, oh yeah, like I'll just eat fish. And then after a while, like I'd be like, well, what did fish do to me? Like, why are they fucking assholes? Why, why am yeah, I just like, I think uh, I'm going to do it. I, I, gotta, I, I tried being a, veg, uh, a vegetarian the last like two hours. And then I'm like, two but, hours. Yeah, but I think this time I'm going to be more, I'm gonna be way <laughs> more serious. Two hours of not eating. Yeah, two hours. And I was like, all right, this is not working for me. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to do it. So uh, anyway. Call me, call me if you have any questions. I will help you out. 
I finally get your number now. After, after, after years of trying. That's all it takes, guys. Now, how are you doing? Now, um, now your last fight, um, I was gonna. I was like, okay, there's three fights on this. I was gonna bet on you, Sarah, and then Ray Borg. And obviously, oh. and Ray Borg was the one where I'm like, nah, Ray Borg. This is I'm, I'm, this is wishful thinking. But you and Sarah, I was like, dude, Sarah McMahon, by the way. Yeah. You and Sarah, I'm like, there's no way. There's, uh, Sarah Morass, I, I watched her last couple fights. I thought she lost her last couple fights. I, I figure Ashley's bigger, stronger, faster, better. What happened? Uh, well, I mean, uh, you can uh, break it down a few ways. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, I feel like you were winning, but you got caught. I mean, I do feel like I was winning, and then, you know, I, I made some poor decisions, which ultimately led to me, which ultimately led to me getting uh, caught in a submission. Uh, I don't like to say, oh, I just got caught because I feel like that takes a lot away from my opponent, and I have been. I like to be respectful. You know, she was the better fighter that night. So uh, we were striking, you know, went to the ground. Uh, we feel confident on the ground. You know, I'm a wrestler. I do jiu-jitsu as well. I'm only a blue belt, but I've beat girls all the way up to, to brown belt and, and all over the place. So we knew the, the only thing that she had, that um, only tools really, were uh, some really Gumby-like shit off her back, you know. And my what I did wrong was get out of the armbar initially and then go right back into her guard where that was her world. You know, if she was going to pull off a submission, if she was going to pull off a win, that was where she was going to do it. And so I made the poor decision of getting out of the arm bar and engaging with her on the ground again. I should have either, you know, had her stand back up, you know what I mean? Like, uh, pass the guard right away instead of going right back into her guard. So that's where I fucked up. But um, looking back now, I did defend the arm bar, the first arm bar correctly. Uh, the second time, you know, I tried to attempt uh, to defend the arm bar. She just had it in really tight. Um, I, I didn't tap as soon as I should. So um, it looked kind of nasty which it was you know what I mean but nothing dislocated or anything like that uh, I'm back to training in a week too so like what did you do wrong there like does it seem like okay you did everything you were supposed to do to defend the armbar I mean, I, I mean, I, I, there's probably a few things that I could have done better, you know, like, okay, so someone, when you're in someone's guard and they're arm barring you, like, if I had to break it down right now, you want to stack them, you want your knee behind their butt, you want a uh, heavy top pressure, you know, not too far forward so you don't get swept. Um, and like I said, initially, I did all those things for the first arm bar. And the part where I messed up was going back into her guard to give her the ability to get another arm bar. So you should have pulled out right away and stood back up? No, I'm not even making I'm always expecting a no, joke. No, no. First of all, I didn't pull out last night. I got to go pick up plan B at fucking Rite Aid this, this morning. But, um, but, but that's what... So the, the, moral, the story is always pull out. Uh, 50 bucks. Uh, 50 yeah. bucks. I know, for a plan... I know, 50 bucks or you're going to spend a lifetime spending money on a kid. Uh, so like 50 bucks does not seem that expensive. But so is that what... Um, so you should have, once you figured out, okay, she's got the arm bar, you should have just then let her back up and just to standing? Exactly, you know, or got out of the arm bar and transitioned right, right away to passing her guard. Ah. So, I mean, if I want to keep it on the ground, which I feel comfortable on the ground, I should have passed her guard. If I wanted to strike with her, since we were, you know, kind of bringing it to her on standing, uh, I should have made her stand back up. and uh, Or the ref would have done that if I would have backed away a little bit. You know, it's just something that they do. Okay, you're not engaging, stand back, the fight, stands the fighter back up. That was always a problem I had coming from a wrestling background in jiu-jitsu was ending up in people's guards because it's like you take it's so like natural as a wrestler reaction, your yeah. natural reaction isn't to pass the guard it's no. just to take the person down yeah and you do uh. it nine thousand times as a kid mm -hmm. so then you're stuck there but looking back if you actually 
2.0, your next fight, you're going to pass person's guard right away? Yeah, I mean, I, like, I mean, I said this on my social media after the fight. Like, sometimes I feel like, okay, I'm in the UFC, you know. Like, at one point I was ranked number 11. This, for this fight, I was ranked number 15. I'm like, all right, like, I'm a seasoned veteran. And then shit like this happens, and I'm like, all right, I've had a total of eight professional fights. Andrew next to me has had 30. You know what I mean? I'm like, holy shit, I'm such a fucking rookie. You know, and I make mis- little mistakes like this. Not only that, but I mean, that yeah, happens. You always get better. And yeah. That, I mean, that, you saw like Matt Hughes against BJ Penn get caught in an arm bar. I mean, these guys, you see, have a, all the time people get caught in arm bars who are way more advanced than you. Yeah, no, I, I just, I feel like, uh, I'm not saying that I'm like super inexperienced. I just feel like you know, there's no substitute for cage time. And sometimes you feel like, all right, five fights is a lot of fights. Eight fights is a lot of fights. But then you look at people and um, their fight IQ, which is, I, I believe, I would, I would say making those split deck split second decisions in the cage you know so that you can win um your fight iq is dictated on a lot of things and the m- number one thing i believe is experience and i think i just need more fights more more. well you time. also had had such a crazy career with the whole fallon fox fight which brought you to like national headlines yeah. i mean like i'm talking about sports center cnn type stuff yeah where other people have not had to go through that so everyone was everyone's eyes were on you. Yeah. So I mean that's not. And then when you won, you became like a hero, not necessarily of, of what you wanted to do. You just wanted to fight. <laughs> yeah. and you're now you're the champion for something where you're just like, I just fucking signed up to fight. Yeah. And everything you say is being misconstrued. Where you're like, oh, she was tough. You say one thing, it's like, oh, well that you know. So yeah. that you know, I understand you've only had eight fights, but you've also been like a national fighter hero slash villain slash whatever <laughs> so it's it's different you know it's yeah. not like eight fights with someone who in legacy or someone you know yeah 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 no i mean you're right uh, I, I remember actually walking out to the cage and, and maybe i shouldn't have been focus, focused on this but i remember hearing the announcer you know as i was walking out to the cage for my last fight say ashley evan smith who's had uh, over half of her professional fights here at the ultimate ultimate level and i'm like oh shit i have you know so it's of my eight fights i fought the top level uh, I've never said no to a fight, you know, uh, clearly I just don't know how to say no, you know, even <laughs> if it was not for my best interest, but it's because I believe in myself. So, um, you know, I'm not saying I'm an extreme rookie. I just think that I have to step back sometimes and realize that I got put in an organization, the top level with only three fights. And you're also very hard on yourself. Like I, I, <laughs> I've talked to you after fights where like you went into like some deep depression and, 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 and like you're my friend. So, yeah. and I understand it. Look, as a coach, and I know I'm only a, a junior high school coach, uh, but I would much rather have somebody flip out after a loss than not care. Uh, I, when someone cries after they lose, it, to me it's not they're a baby, they actually give a shit about sure. what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, but then there's the point where you could beat yourself too much, too much, where people like it's, they go into this dark place where they never really come back. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in that in that spectrum? I'm definitely somewhere in the middle, you know. I'm an extremely emotional person whether it's, you know, regarding fighting or not. Um so, I mean, fighting right now, I hate to say this because I don't want to be I don't want my whole identity to be a fighter. You know, I do other things, I love other things and um and and I am, you know, other things, but right now in my life Fighting really is everything. So when I lose or, or something, you know, things don't go the way that I thought they were going to go. It's hard. It's very hard. It's it's everything. You know, you're sacrificing. You're doing all these things. You know, um, so when I lose, you know, and now that I've unfortunately lost two in a row. You know, you, you get into that point, not quite a depression, but you start second guessing, is this the sport for me? You know, am I uh, in the right place training wise? Am I doing the right things personal life? And there you can go one of two ways. You go, oh, my God, you know, life is so this is horrible. I'm not going to do this anymore. And you quit. 
or you go, okay, uh, maybe I'm not doing things correctly. And then you reassess and you get better. And the fighters that quit, I mean, you know, you probably heard, you, we don't have to name names, but that happens. But if, if you don't go that way, then you reassess the situation, you work on your training, you work on the game plan, and you get better. Right. You know, so ultimately, like, it's just about um, don't get too hard, don't be too hard on yourself, but be hard enough to where you can improve. You can't just go out there and do the same shit over and over and over, otherwise you're not learning. So take the fight you know what I mean we worked on we talked you and I just talked about what I need to work on what I should have done obviously I know what I should have done and then the next fight you know don't don't hold on to the past loss you know what I mean if you're focusing on losing that's probably what's going to happen again just grow well, so tomorrow you're going to TriStar right yeah I'm actually flying to Canada for a week just across town um, at uh, TriStar Vancouver are you excited about that yeah yeah have you been there before no I haven't so nice. it's going to be you and GSP training together <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, that's a, it's a sister gym. That's Montreal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which one are you going to? Vancouver. Vancouver, yeah. Uh, who are the guy? Anybody you know there? Um, yeah, there. Uh, so I actually met Cajun Johnson and his team down there. They were on the same card. Cajun Johnson was the guy. If you saw the fight, he's card. a good-looking guy. Are you? Uh, you guys? Is that your type? <laughs> oh, that's why you're heading up there. Is that you? no? Because I, <laughs> she, she, you have a specific type, which is like kind of dark skin, ripped, bad boy. <laughs> Cajun Johnson definitely. Uh, fits that mold. Uh, he, he's a nice guy. He's not a bad boy. Ah, uh, I don't know. He a rapper? He's a rapper. Yeah, he's a rapper. <laughs> he rap? He's a rapper and a I mean, fighter. I would, yeah, I would, I I would say one, one rap song. I would say those are are bad boy qualities. I don't have a type. Uh huh. Okay. Now, <laughs> now since I've known you, you've had about six boyfriends. Uh, the, the 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 one guy you dated, like the Latin guy, that was the the bodybuilder. Uh, and then there was another guy who's a fighter, and now this boyfriend you had recently. What happened there? Are you guys still together? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the tattoo face guy. Oh, the, oh, that, that guy's. Oh, that, oh, oh, that guy's blocked guy. out of my memory. Forget that guy. <laughs> I, I forgot about tattoo face. That, oh, Jesus Christ! Tell me about, tell me about tattoo face. Guy. No, he's the he was the Jesse Jess guy. The guy, the guy who got knocked out of Team Alpha Male. By oh, uh, Cody Garbrandt's dad, cousin. Guy. Yeah, that guy who's like, uh, yeah. What's he up to? How does he get you? <laughs> Maybe I do like bad boys. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, seriously. How does a guy like that? I mean, like, do you, is your dad? You, you hate your dad or something? What would happen? Um, Jeez. Oh, shit. What a I question. Mean, <laughs> how did how did we start dating? Yeah. Um, through. Tattoo face. So he's like, hey, you're my kind of girl. And you look at him and you see tattoos everywhere. And and the guy has like, uh, his ex-girlfriend is like all kinds of (laughs) charges against him. And you're like, this is the guy? (laughs) I I like to see the good in people. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay, so I'm the kind of person, honestly, like, (laughs) yes, there were some red flags that I didn't pay attention to. Red uh, flags? (laughs) Like, burning flags. Yeah, burning flags. Like <laughs> that was the red part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like no matter what, whether it's a dating situation, a coaching, or work environment, people are always going to have uh, shit to say about someone. And I, you can't go around judging people off of what other people say about them. Otherwise, you, no one would be friends. But if right? it said in court, I would say that's probably like. <laughs> uh, so, do you watch Lock Up and Masturbate? Like, are you like, no, oh, this is the, like? 
<laughs> like, is this the type of stuff? Like, <laughs> no, I'm not into criminal charges. It's not like on my checklist of guys to get. I, I you got to go for the nice. You got to get a nice guy. The last one was, I liked the guy that I saw on the on the on the Facetime. It, yeah, yeah, he seemed like a normal guy. Yeah, I do date normal guys. I mean, not normal as in like no priors. You know, like he's just but <laughs> only a couple tattoos. Maybe like a I mean, because you have a tattoo on your head, yeah. you're all tatted up. Like, do guys have to have tattoos to go out with you? No, not at all. Uh, really? Yeah. Have you ever been out with a guy who didn't have a tattoo? Yes. The mm. last guy didn't have one tattoo. Didn't it? Wow. Yeah. And, and how did he meet you? The gym. The, oh, okay. So, <laughs> so now, 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 okay, so what happened? So you're working out, uh-huh. and a guy smiles at you. And no, then, and then, not like that. <laughs> no. Not like that. Um, I was training with a strength and conditioning coach, and then my strength and conditioning coach needed a substitute fill-in, and my ex at the time was... You banged the sub? No, I mean, eventually I did. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, oh, my God. There's going to be like a whole list of subs. So like, well, you know what? Listen, um, Cajun Johnson, good work. No, okay, I got I, my eyes on you, but yeah. I got my eyes on you, buddy. No, you're going over there. I don't want, I don't want you to. I'm going to train. Yeah, you're, you're going to train. You're going to, tra- you're going to train. Okay, that's good. Sex will keep oh you fit. Oh, my God. Well, she, 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 she's pretty. Now, now, you look. I, now, I, I've seen you. I remember you telling me that back in the day, you're like, I have my I have the body of Adam Sandler. Yeah, uh, and you don't look like Adam Sandler anymore. You look very in shape. Are you purposely staying in shape to not, between fight camps? A healthier lifestyle? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, I I just um, is a collective of things. One, uh, the 125 pound weight class is a thing now. So I just thought, okay, if I keep my weight down, a fight opportunity comes up, and they throw that out there, I'll just be ready. Uh, two, at some point in your career, after years of wrestling, you just get tired of cutting weight, and you're just like this the last thing I want to focus on. I want to focus on the fight. I want to focus on anything else besides cutting weight. It's fucking miserable. Uh, so yeah, I've kept my weight down for that reason as well. It just sucks to cut a buttload of weight. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I mean, my diet has gone a lot better. You realize that like later in life after your fight career, you could fight career, you can eat as much as you want. What, what you what what, uh, what did you wrestle at? What in high school and in college, uh, 144 was for the girls and the 145s for the boys. And you can make 125 now. Well, uh, so then I, I started fighting at 145 and then the UFC added the 135 pound division and so I cut down there and then my body just kind of adapted I started walking around a little bit lower um, I went vegan a year and a half two years ago and so I just got a little bit lighter started being healthier and yeah now I think potentially I might want to try a test cut I am still a large woman you know no you're not a large woman I'm a large woman you're not a large I'm woman I'm 5'8 and I like, I'm probably walking around like one 145 Andrew's a large woman yeah <laughs> But by, by the way, uh, so all right, Thank that's you. good for you. You're doing good. Thank I, you. I'm, I'm happy for you, Ash. I, 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 you seem like you're in a good, healthy place. You're in a good I place. I mean, minus the fucking last two losses. You know what I mean? Look, like, yeah. look, the, the one, look, the one girl you, you fought. I thought in that one, I, I've been to that one fight against a Brazilian girl who beat Sarah McMahon. Yeah. And I, I thought maybe wrestling was sort of like you would, you tried to like engage her in a, a stand-up battle. Looking back, I would say wrestling probably you should have used a little more. I mean, look what happened to Sarah, obviously. <laughs> good point. All right, <laughs> that girl's good. This right. next one, right, this next one, I think you just got caught, but I, 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 I think you're a great fighter, and I think that, like you said, it's just growing pains. And yeah. please don't base your value of who you are on, you know, getting caught in an armbar in a, in a, in a, in a sporting event, yeah. because you're much more than that. I and mean, you came and you helped my wrestling team. You helped coach. You know, you're, you're a cool metal chick. You have horrible taste in men. But other than that, you're, you're doing all right. You're doing all right. Thanks. Where did you wrestle? Uh, Ukiah High up in Northern California and then uh, Menlo College, which is in the Bay Area. It's oh, a, cool. Yeah. yeah. The girl wrestling team, right? Yeah, that's actually 
pretty much why I went to college was to wrestle. <laughs> we had a, we had a kid on my wrestling team that I coach. Uh, this girl took down this boy, and all the kids were like, "Ooh!" Go, they were going crazy, and I had to put a stop to that real quick. I was like, "Hey guys, listen." I don't want to see that at all. There's no men wrestling and girl wrestling on this team. It's just wrestling, mm-hmm. okay? And if I see anybody, I go, you don't disrespect the women by going crazy when they get a takedown. We expect them to get takedowns, yeah. you know? But uh, I felt bad, though. The kid was, you know, it, it's always hard when a guy wrestles a girl because the crowd automatically takes the girl's side. Mm-hmm. And as if the guys, as if losing isn't hard enough to anybody, now it's you're in a fucking after-school special. Mm-hmm. And, and the crowd thinks that they're doing the right thing mm-hmm. by cheering for the girl. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, all they're doing is reinforcing the stereotype that girls aren't as strong as men. Yeah. And, and I wish that the crowd would just treat it like anything else yeah. and, and look at them as wrestlers. But you can't educate people as they walk into a wrestling arena to go, hey, don't cheer too loud. for You know, but it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. No, I mean, at that age as well, you know, I mean, what, high, middle school? Middle school, yeah. Middle school, come on. You know, like, somebody yeah. farts and the whole class is erupting in yeah. laughter, you know? So for them to grasp the idea of, like, you know, equality and, you know, you know girl, women, women's rights and all that, it's, it's a little far advanced. You just have to teach them eventually, you know, that, uh, that wrestling is wrestling. Did you yeah. wrestle a lot of guys in high school? Or did you, yeah. be, did you beat any guys? Yeah, I wrestled on a high school, uh, um, boys' high school team, and I wrestled all the boys' tournaments. I only really did a couple of the girls' tournaments, the big ones like regionals, state, and and, and all that. And then, uh, yeah, I remember. I think I'm, I might have told you this story in high school. I'll never forget this. I beat a couple boys, but the one that really stuck out. It was a dual meet, um, so I'm up. I, I beat this guy, pinned him. I go and put my stuff on, and then like a little while later, this boy comes over and he sits next to me, and he's like, "Hey." I've seen guys get mad. They usually get just mad, throw their headgear. I've seen, uh, I've made a guy cry. But this guy took a whole new approach. He walks over and he goes, Hey, um, you want to hang out sometime? Was it Hanato Laranja? <laughs> <laughs> really? And then what did you say? And I was just like, uh, he was from like another school far away. I was like, I, I don't know. Uh, wait, so the guy that you pinned uh, yeah. asked you out? Yes, the boy that I pinned. So he got rejected twice. He's into that. that oh. He's into the woman dominatrix type yeah, of stuff. He was like, a future S and M guy for yeah. sure. Yeah. Wow. That's that. Now, now speaking of which, do guys uh, that you know you're a fighter? How many weird requests do you get online from people? I mean, you must get, because you're tattooed up, <laughs> you're a fighter. Let's go through the DMs. I mean, do you get a lot of strange things? You know, I think I get a lot of feet stuff, feet requests. I think that's the weirdest one. Um, What's a lot? like? <laughs> uh, if I would have put a number on it, like a few a week. Wow. That is a lot. So you, so you guys are like, hey, you have great feet. Yeah. Uh, can you send me a picture? Exactly. And can you autograph it? Uh, don't even ask for an autograph. That's probably CB Gold. Uh, but so, so they, hey, they're like, hey, can I, okay, they want to, and then what do you say to them? Do you respond? I don't respond at all because it's weird. But then uh, some of them will go take it a, a little farther and they'll say, I'll give you money. And they'll like just anything they can for feet pictures. Now, do you know girls <laughs> that actually sell the stuff or no? No, but I've had a lot of guy friends go, hey, I'll send pictures of my feet and you can give me the money. And I'm like, I don't think that's going to work. 
How much money are these guys trying to spend for feet? Uh, they, they'll start real low, like, hey, I'll give you like twenty five bucks, and they'll like, you know, they keep, keep going, going high. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, wow. But I don't really like engage with them, so I'm not sure. You should sure make how some good money if, if it hits rock bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck Pluto TV. We're going to <laughs> Foot Locker. Uh, so uh, we got to call Askren on Facetime. Do you have a? Oh, let me grab my computer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Ben Askren, by the way, one of the greatest fighters in the world, one of the best wrestlers, the most pins in the history of college wrestling. And uh, it's a shame because he's undefeated and looks like he will never be in the UFC. Uh, so uh, I, I would never say never with the UFC. I mean, there was never going to be women's and Cyborg was never going to fight. You know what I mean? So never say never. But it just seems like uh, I, he, it seems like he, he like doesn't want to be in the UFC. Well, I guess you'd have to ask him. But I mean, nothing is impossible when it comes to UFC. Such a growing and emerging you know, organization. You, just, you don't know. I, th- I don't think they even know. <laughs> You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's true. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the UFC fights from last week as well as Bellator's fight. Uh, I, had a, I had a crazy comedy show um, over the weekend. I did a show. Uh, Thursday was hard because it was like an apartment complex, like in their like, uh, meeting room. They, they now do comedy shows. It pays pretty good money, but I had to be PG-13. And uh, which how the hell did you pull that off? <laughs> uh, it, it was hard. It was, it was, it, I did okay, um, but it was like they it was like all it was in Hollywood, so it was like. Hollywood audiences are usually the worst because it's all actors and the actors are just looking at you going I can do that I can or, or should I do that or maybe I can do that yeah. it's almost like that you're doing comedy for extras yeah. so, so that was Thursday uh, Friday was the haha I mean Ice House and man like there are certain shows you have where they make all the shitty horrible shows worth it and that was Friday and Saturday night Laugh Factory on Saturday and what I was happened, nervous what, what happened that made it so worth it the crowd was just Erupting, like I felt like the funniest human being on the planet. So it's uh, like it's like you, like feed off the energy of the crowd. That 100. percent But yeah, and like you ever have those like just terrible wrestling practices, and then all of a sudden you start hitting all your moves. Yeah. Uh, those one or two days or yeah, yeah, MMA yeah. where you're like putting everything together. Yeah. And that's kind of how it was at the Laugh Factory, and uh, it was a sold out show, which made me nervous because, you know, when there's 20 people in the crowd, and like let's say 10 don't laugh, you're like, oh whatever, it's 10 people. Yeah. But when there's 300 people. And three people don't laugh. Then you're just not funny. Uh, <laughs> so it's actually a lot more pressure. Uh, yeah. But they did laugh. But they actually were—they were laughing so hard in the beginning of my set that I don't know if I could follow my own set. I'm like, <laughs> which happens sometimes when you do crowd work. You fuck with the crowd, uh-huh. and then everyone just erupts. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck, I can't go back to material. Um, that's happened but before. But you have to. Right? You can, well, unless you, you want to do the crowd the whole time. You can, you? but when it's 300 people, it's too many people to do crowd work because uh, everyone can't see each other. Yeah. When there's 10 people, you can sort of like, some people want to be fucked with. And there are times that like, it's just like being a point guard. There are times where like, material's working, don't fuck with the crowd. Times where material's not working, fuck with the crowd. I was just going to ask you, like, do you have like, all right, now's the time for crowd work or do you just play it by ear? Uh, I play it by ear usually. Um, and it depends how long I'm doing. Because if I'm doing a, an eight-minute set, or t- I, like, I don't want to fucking waste eight minutes on crowd work. Yeah. But if I'm doing um, you know, an, an hour set, I'm like, okay, now I could like, I have time to kind of mm-hmm. fuck. And also, it's, a lot of times, it's uh, you know, like it's what someone gives me. Yeah. You know, like, like you have to deal with the you moment. Feel it out. Yeah. But it was hard. I did a show in Washington, and there was this, this, these, these women... And but I thought it was a guy. It was a, a, a lesbian woman, but she was dressed short hair. She was wearing like, like a suit or something. And I was like, "Oh, how's how's it going, sir?" And everyone laughs. And I was like, "Uh oh, uh, miss." And I mean, miss. Uh, and then I'm like, I, 
crowd, you can see where I got confused, right? It's not just me. Uh, and then she was laughing. I'm like, oh, what's your name? She's like, Amanda. I'm like, see, you even have man in your name. Oh my God. And then she goes, I'm going to use that. So like, that was, that was good. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but that's when it gets hard sometimes when like those kind of shit happen. Uh, so uh, yeah, the laugh factory was cool. And then my, my, my dog, I took my dog to the vet. My dog has bronchitis. So he he was he, he was wheezing a lot. So I actually we thought he was just getting old. Uh, Is but that really a thing? Dogs he, can cough. Yeah, yeah. He was coughing a lot. And I'm like, I don't know if he was getting. He was just. Huh, 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 huh. So it turns out, took him to the vet. He had bronchitis. So I have to I have to, I have to give him two pills a day, but he doesn't take the pills. I got to put him in his food. I got to you know sneak him in his treats or well, something. Yeah. Do you put peanut butter on the treat and then you give it to him? Well, we don't have peanut butter in the place, but I. <laughs> so I've been putting him in like I've been melting cheese around it. But then he's been spitting out the... He's been eating the cheese and spitting out the thing. And cheese will make your dog really gassy. Yeah, but he's gassy anyway. So, uh, I mean... <laughs> and my dog farts so much that when I fart in bed, I blame it on the dog. And, and my wife completely believes it. Oh. Sometimes I feel bad because he gets like, come on, Miles. And I, it was clearly me. Uh, Isn't there a Seinfeld episode where the dog's like coughing too and Kramer yes. takes him to the... Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. The dog has the same cough as Kramer. Yeah. And he, he didn't have insurance so he took the dog to the... Yeah. Oh, that's the, hilarious. He's like, what, like, what medicine is that you're giving it to? Yeah, no, it was $400 for fucking take my dog to the vet. 400 bucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I was like... My dog got fleas the other day. When fleas can turn into uh, staph, it can turn into worms and all these different things. So if you don't take care of fleas, then you're, you're fucked. You uh, things. Almost $300 they for... They can eat the fleas and Yeah, they get worms, worms and then yeah. he did that and then he uh, he got bit and he licked it and turned into staff and I'm like, just so careful of fleas. Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that was that and then uh, me and my girl went to the art museum yesterday. We had, to, we had to have, we had, we had date day. We're doing once a week date night uh, or once a week date day if we did that. Once we went to the, the uh, museum in Malibu, art museum. Hmm. It was uh, so boring. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, but I had to pretend the, the Getty. Be, yeah, the Getty. You been there? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, some nice sculptures and stuff, but I'm just not really into museums. Yeah. I've been to a couple. I mean, it's only when I'm traveling, like New York. We went to oh god, what's the famous museum there? Yeah, uh, museum of modern uh, modern history. Yeah, or, MoMA, yeah. whatever. Yeah, MoMA. but. It's not the funnest stuff. No, it was, uh, yeah. You leave, you're like, all right, I am cultured. Let's go back to doing right, exactly. Stuff. But I'll tell you though, we did have amazing sex afterwards. Uh, that was just good. And I know it's good sex when she apologizes during sex. Like she, when she, when we get into a fight and she yells at me, and then we have sex that night. She's like, uh, like if I'm doing it really well, she's like, I'm sorry for yelling at you. Like that's when I know I'm doing. And then if it's really good, she apologizes. I said she didn't do. She's like, sorry about the Holocaust. You know, like no, but she she. Seriously, does do you apologize during sex or no? No, no. You, you never apologize ever, do you? I'm more thankful. I'm like, thank you. Really? Oh uh, well, sometimes when you, you thank the girl during sex, I'm like, oh my god. But you thank your you thank your girlfriend during sex, really? Sometimes if it's you say thank you, oh, oh, that's kind of cute. Oh, I'm like, sorry, girlfriend. I don't want to call you. You say thank you and then you apologize for like, nah, man. It's you know what? It's it's. <laughs> Ah uh, man, nutting early is I I, <laughs> I don't nut early, but uh, but there but you know but then my girls like like, like we were like the other day we were, ha- we were having sex yesterday and we were having sex and it's going really well and then uh, she's like oh I want you to come for me or something and then I and then I and then I, I come and then she's like why did you come in me I'm like well you you should have said come for me outside of me you, like, you didn't finish the sentence right you have to like. <laughs> 
That is true. R- right? You gotta be specific of where you where you want. Yeah. I feel like as soon as soon as like the girl says that, the guy's like, okay. okay and then it's okay. like, you said you know, it, you like, said it. like as soon as as soon as you say it, it's like they've been holding on to every like every. They're like, just say it, just say it, just yeah. say it. As soon as you say, it, like, all right, you know, it's like they were waiting the yeah, whole thrusting time. Away yeah. to like not. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, she said it. I'm so yeah, when you say, it, you have to like be sure, like this is the time that I want to happen. Well, do, you, do you say it usually? How 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 what, what time period did you, did you like thirty? I minutes never in? I never tell them. Like, you never? Yeah, I mean. Oh, hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> now 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 you're a, in your life you're a fighter you're you're a hard rock chick. Also, you go to metal concerts. So p- guys assume that oh Ashley's probably just nuts in bed. Like there's probably like <laughs> there's probably like you know chainsaws and stuff. Oh my and, god! But but then but then sometimes I think that maybe that's the time that you just want to like just kind of take it easy. What is your question? Nothing. All right. So I don't really have one. We're calling Ben Askren. I'm just, I'm just waiting for him to fucking. All right. So uh, calling you now. Uh, calling you in two seconds. All right. So. All right. Let's talk about some of the fights before we cut to Askren. Yushin Okami must have the worst fight IQ in the history of fights. I mean, you, you know that OSP. Put him in his position, man. Puts, has won his last three fights in a row by Von Fluchoke, which and then he puts him in that, like, what was that? It makes no sense to me. We talked about it with uh, Eve and Dennis. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why he did that. He shot, he sat under right into, like, half guard. We're like, oh, OSP kind of likes to be. And then he reaches up for his head like he's going to get a guillotine on him. And then he gets, like, it makes no sense. I, I mean, I watched the fight. I, I only watched a few of them. But, like, as, you know, as a fighter, it's like, come yeah. on. Shit doesn't always go the way you plan. And my fight, it's like sometimes you know the person yeah. fighting. You know their move and you still get caught. That just means they're really fucking good at their moves, though. I know. I, I, I was super impressive. But at the same time, you're like... Man, I, I I thought Okami was gonna win. What? I I I picked Okami. I'm like he's gonna be some boring decision. <laughs> OSP's gonna gas, and then it's just like, I, it's like going up against uh, Randy Couture and like pulling, letting him do ground and pound on you. I mean, why would you do that out of all the? But you know what? Uh, he took the show out in short notice. Maybe, uh, maybe or, it's easier maybe said you than done. Rag on maybe you should just say good for. I'm not ragging on anybody. Yeah. I'm not ragging on him. I'm just I'm sh- defending every fight. I was just—he <laughs> went right into the he wheelhouse. Tried his best so. I was just shocked. I wasn't. I wasn't ragging on him. I was just. I was no, just. I know. I know. I, I was just shocked. But good for Ovinci Peru, you know. Yeah. No. Good for OSP. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then some of the other fights. I was the Jessica Andrade Claudia fight. That was an Another one I, I picked wrong. I I thought after Joanna fought Andrade that the, the 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 book was out on how to beat Andrade. And uh, man, I mean, people were saying that she's got to be on stuff. I don't know. Picking people up and throwing them out of the cage might, might give you a, an indication. <laughs> but what the fuck? She yeah. did like that Dan Henderson throw like uh, three times. The one that Cormier did to Dan Henderson, like just like put him up. I was yeah. like, what? At one point, she had like her finger out, was spinning her like a like a break dancer or something. Helicopter WWE the, stuff. Yeah, that was insane. That was insane. You get that number for me. Yeah, yeah. So we're calling Ben Askin right now. Uh, but that was, I mean, good for good for her. But yeah. do we want to see her versus Joanna again? <laughs> Well, Joanna's got to be Rose. Well, I mean, I feel like if the fighter improves from camp to camp, it's not going to be the same fight. And I think that this girl, you know, Andrade, this fighter is becoming better and better and better. So it's not necessarily going to be a repeat. Not necessarily, right? And then, really. and if and if Joanna clears out the division, the division, you gotta. But Joanna might go to one twenty-five. They're saying, yeah. which I think she would win at one twenty-five. Yeah. I don't know who's going to beat her at one twenty-five. 
Who do you think? I don't know. I think, like, is she really a 125-er or is she just tired of cutting weight? I mean, there's people that are, women that are going down from 35s down to 25s that are probably going to be way bigger than her, you know? And then is she going to sacrifice her, you know, is it going to be like a size thing versus skill? So I don't know. Yeah. 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 Maybe you'll beat her. <laughs> Maybe I'll beat her. I, I would love to see that. I'd be so, I'd be so happy. I, I could see it, too. I, honestly, I'll, I'll pick you over anyone. And, I, and it's because, probably because you're my friend, but 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 also because I honestly think you could pull it off. Yeah. I, I think I think uh, I think the right you know. We're ready for Ben. Yeah, we're calling Ben Askin right now. So you may you may want to scoot over if, if he wants to see you. Me? Just because the it's a yeah. Yeah. yeah he does. <laughs> Who doesn't want to see you? Oh, hold on. Scoot over this way. All right, calling Ben. You look good. <laughs> hey, is this funky Ben Askren? You, you look handsome, man. You got, you got a haircut? We got an error. Let me, let me call back. Hey, you look good, man. You look, you look good. Are you ever going to go bald? Probably not, right? I, that, that was it. That was, that, was, that, was, that was quite the interview. <laughs> What's up, Ash? <laughs> you got you got you got to send me this. I'm Instagramming while podcasting. Uh, what happened? <laughs> Dude, that, that, now he's gonna get mad. Crash real fast. All right. Where'd Ben Askren go? Just, just in case I have a camera. <laughs> oh jeez. Just, ed- just edit this out later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. So here we are. Calling you back. Yeah. On Pluto TV. I may roast it on Pluto TV. No signal? We'll do it without this guy. Uh, we'll do it without that. Alright. Just want to make sure the recorder works. Uh, the stop on the 261, yeah. Hey there, how are you, man? Yeah, you guys ditched me. I'm good. <laughs> no, no, no. So I was going to say, how? Congrats on your last win, man. That was awesome. Thank you. You're making Are we live the, right now or no? Yeah, we're live. Well, not live. Uh, when we're talking, it's, it's being recorded, but we're not actually airing. Um, how's it going, man? You, 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 you made that guy look foolish. Well, yeah, he wasn't that good. <laughs> You're beating everybody, man. Now, is it? Are you really going to retire after your next fight? Uh, well, you know, I did obviously leave that one opening. If, if I get to somehow fight the number one person in the world whose name is not Tyron Woodley, then I will come back for that opportunity. But other than that, I'm done. Uh, why? Um, I mean, the, the two reasons is, uh, well, number one, I, I said that I read athletes' biographies growing up, and nobody, I mean, like, you can count them on your hands, people that have retired on, on time in any sport. I mean, you know, really, no one does. They all stay... We have this arch of our career, right? And it's it's like this. Everyone stays till they're like way down the hill and they freaking suck at it, right? And um, so that's one. I didn't want to stay till I sucked. And then number two would be, uh, you know, competing is a selfish thing, really selfish. And I got kids now. I'll have my third kid in, in December and I coach. And um, so when I'm focusing on myself, I'm obviously taking away from them. And I, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and that was kind of something I put on myself when I was younger. I said, I want to be able to give back. And I, I said, I initially, I said I retired by 30. When I was 30, I still felt pretty good. 
But now I'm 33 and I feel like it's just time to go. But isn't it going to bother you a little bit being such a competitor that you're going to watch some of these guys and think, I can beat any of these guys right now? But I think that all the time. <laughs> What's different? Well, yeah, but at least now you're competing. But the fact that you're not competing and watching these guys. No, it won't bother me at all. Um, I mean, I guess it, maybe it might bother me, but it won't bother me to the point that I'm going to bother coming back or something. I'll be satisfied. I'll be, I'm very satisfied with what I've done in my career, and I'm sure I'll move on to other endeavors that I'm going to enjoy very much and, uh, and take a lot of passion in. So you and Fader are, are going to go down as the two best fighters to never be in the UFC. Yeah, that's, that's probably fair. I, you know, I was sad to see when he came out of retirement because obviously, you know, this is what I'm talking about. He, he's much diminished from what he was. If we remember, you know, if we all remember what he was 10 years ago and then what he is now, it's like he's a shell. It's, it's almost sad to see. Um, you know, and with a lot of MMA fighters, they don't develop. You know, this, this, this is a funny podcast, but this is kind of a sad topic for me is a lot of these MMA fighters don't develop another skill set or anything else they want to do in life. And they get as they say, I want to retire. And then they just have nothing else for themselves in life. They have no other way to make money. They have no other, nothing else to put their time and effort into. And so there's this void, and then they end up coming back because they have no way to make money, and they have nothing else to do. So they end up fighting, and then you know it just happens over and over and over again. And all of a sudden, they're fighting until the time they're 40, and they're 40, and they have no skills in life. And, um, and man, that's a scary thing. That, that's true. But now, it's also funny that you've never even been rocked in a fight. Never. Right? Have you have you ever ever seen a star or anything? Uh, no, I don't believe so. That's that's pretty amazing. That's pretty incredible to have what seventeen yeah. wins, Bellator champion. Now, do you think? Well, Jay Haran dropped you. No, he didn't. He body <laughs> kicked me. Didn't he drop you and then raise his hands? No, he, it was a body kick, and uh, you know I was exhausted that round, and uh, that that fight taught me a few good things. I was exhausted that round, and so then. It was like, uh, hey, why don't you uh, why don't you come down here on the ground with me? Because that body kick didn't really hurt at all. But he did not want to come back down to the ground with me. Was he your toughest fight? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that was really early in my career, and every, everyone always points to that one. But it's like, shit, I was two and a half years into fighting at that point in time and training. That was that was the first fight that I trained like full time. That's all I was doing for. Um, and you know, I, I did a few things. That fight taught me a few things. Number one. I can wrestle and grapple all day, but stand-up fighting kind of is a different, I don't know, different shape. And I was exhausted in the, in the fifth round. Um, and then number two is I had done not done any wrestling prior to that fight. And so, you know, obviously I knew my wrestling skills would never leave, but I had to keep them really sharp. And so I started wrestling once or twice a week with good people after that fight. Yeah, no, I remember actually I used to watch Jay Haran when he, back in the day. His name was Jay Hieronymus. And in, in like Long Island, he was Jay the man. Yep. He, he was the man until he got kicked out of Hofstra, I think, for selling weed or something. But, but back in the day, uh, he, really? was, he was the man. Uh, now, I got a couple hmm. questions for you. Uh, who, do you think, who do you think wins, GSP or Bisbang? Um, I think Bisbang. You know, GSP is another one. Now he's been in retirement. He, he can't stay retired, right? And I think him coming back at 185 is totally ridiculous. A weight that, to my knowledge, he's never, ever fought. I think he should have came back and fought Tyron Woodley. You know, everyone said, well, he beat everyone in 170. Well, 
He beat everyone at 174 years ago. He didn't beat everyone at 170 now. He's never beaten Tyron Woodley. Um, so I don't, I don't understand why he's coming back. I guess, I guess cash grab. And then, you know, I, I think he is worried about the brain damage thing. And, and obviously Tyron hits significantly harder than Michael Bisping does. So maybe that's why he doesn't want to fight Tyron. I'm not really sure. But I think Bisping takes it. I think he might get taken down. But if you ever watch Michael Bisping fight, he is, he is very challenging to keep down. So I see GSP maybe taking him down, but he will not keep Bisping down. Now you and Bisping were like beefing for a while. Did we're you guys, good. <laughs> you, you, you guys are cool now? Yeah, I saw him in Vegas one time, and it was like, uh, you know, I didn't know it was no serious hard feelings. It was like talking trash on Twitter, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. Person I talk trash on Twitter too. Now, I mean, Conor McGregor called you pubehead on, on Twitter. Did you guys Who ever? Hasn't? Did you and McGregor ever uh, straighten it out? I, no, I've never seen him. I would straighten him out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> now, you think you could be Conor McGregor? Easy. Uh, how? Hello. Yes, yeah, took him down. Chad Mendes is a 141-pound wrestler. I'd take him down whenever the hell I wanted to. Uh, I, I, I believe it. I would not bet against Askren on anything. Um, bet against McGregor? Now, everyone was booing Woodley at the, la- the last two fights that I seen Tyrant yeah. fight at. I was there. I was in the corner. Yeah, I saw you. Where did you, t- did, you do- did you give him a pep talk afterwards? You tell him, don't care. No. They- you didn't say they-, they boo me too? No. <laughs> I've, known Tyron, I've known Tyron since I was 17, and, and I know that, you know, a rah-rah pep talk is not going to motivate or move him at all, right? Tyron's going to go out there and do what he needs to do. Um, you know, what a lot of people weren't accounting for was the fact that he hurt his shoulder in the first round pretty bad, and he couldn't really throw punches um, with nearly the effect that he would have otherwise. And, and you know, but he... he the other thing is he's very disciplined, right? He played a perfect game plan. He stuffed like 27 takedowns. There's 27 in a row, something totally absurd. Um, and so he did play a very disciplined game plan. And I think without that shoulder injury, he probably would have got the TKO at second round. I mean, do you care? Like, I don't know anyone who gets more shit on Twitter than you, probably. Probably you, Khabib, Bisbing. Now, did you, did you use it, uh, Paulie Malignaggi for a while? Do, do you care about it at all? Does it ever get to you? No, I scroll through it. You know, the most annoying thing to me is when two or three people start arguing back and forth about Twitter, and then I gotta like scroll like a whole bunch of times <laughs> to get to the top. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I would, I would rather like kind of read what some people are saying, but I'm not gonna read these pre- three people's conversation. It's super annoying. Like, can't they just take me out of it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I was wondering, but I mean, now when when fans boo you, do you care at all about that at all or no? No, not at all. Yeah, you've always had that like wrestling, like WWE thing, where you don't. As long as you, they care about you one way or the other. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Hey, I haven't got booed. I haven't got booed in a long time, though, Adam. (laughs) No, I know because (laughs) I think expense is about 2011. No, because you've been finishing fights, and even when you were getting booed, I'm like, I don't care. I've always been the biggest fan of yours. Number one, I was a fan of yours back in Mizzou, and I was saying that that your college has produced three champions. I don't know any other college that had Chandler was the Bellator champion, you were the yep. one FC champion or one championship, and Woodley was the UFC champion. You all wrestle for the same yep. college team, which is yep. like not even one of the like what it, Mizzou was what, like number ten in the country? Like you would think everyone would have went to a, you know, Nebraska or, no, or Iowa or whatever. We finished number three They're much senior. better now. Yeah. But that's pretty impressive. So we finished up Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah, there's some other colleges that have had really good output, you know. Um, Oklahoma State, obviously being one, you got 
Um, ASU. Cormier, you got Mogulwall, Shane Roller. Uh, who am I? Oh, Johnny Hendricks, obviously. So they put out some really good people. Um, Arizona State obviously put out some really good people. Bader, Dalway, Aaron Simpson. And so you have these colleges, but they, you know, it's interesting because certain colleges don't put out any. For example, like Iowa or Minnesota. Well, hopefully Minnesota will have their first guy in Logan Storley, but some of these colleges um, that have really storied programs, their guys just don't go to fight for whatever reason, and that wasn't the case in Missouri. Obviously, we've had a bunch of guys who fought. Yeah, no, it's great. It's just it's really cool to see. Now, the guy that beat you in college, well, who's, the, who's the guy who was the ASU coach? He beat you. Yes. The, what was his name? His name's Chris Pendleton. Okay, right, Chris Pendleton. I, I hung out with him one night. Every single time we do an interview, he, he wants to be your friend. And he no, said, he, doesn't. he told me he wants to be your friend, but you won't talk to him. <laughs> Shut up. You are so full of crap. I swear. I hung out with him. I go, I swear. I go, Chris, how come you won't hang out with Ben? He said, look, I reached out to Ben. I like Ben. Ben doesn't Whatever. like me. I'm telling you, that's what happened. That's what happened. All right. So Colby Covington says that he beat up Tyron Woodley and you were there in practice. Uh, were you there? That's another fabrication. I have never been in the same room as Colby Covington since college wrestling. Okay. Now, who do you think wins, never. Colby or Tyron? Cole, he kills Colby. Colby's a freaking jabroni. <laughs> now, do you think? I remember here, I'll tell you, I remember Colby Covington, like, thinking, like, there's something wrong with this idiot. Uh, I was coaching an Arizona State kid when I was there. He was wrestling Colby Covington, who was from Oregon State. And, and Colby was significantly better than him. But every time Colby went back to the center, he was staring me down. And I'm like, you idiot, you're not wrestling me. And if you were wrestling me, you'd be on your back getting pinned right now. Stop freaking looking at me and go wrestle. You know, like, what's your, what's your freaking problem? He was staring down the coach? Yes, he was staring down me as the coach. And it's like, you suck. You can't even win an ad title i would pin you in a minute just stop looking at me that's pretty i don't i i, I gotta side with colby on that to stare down the coach during your match is pretty fucking cool that's <laughs> that's that happened that happened in more than one match and i was just i was so annoyed by it it was such an immature tactic by him and, and the fact of the matter is he wasn't a tenth the wrestler i was i mean he never came close to winning a national title do you think he beats damian maya it's possible um you know, I, I think his ground uh, could use some work, and I think the fight will probably end up there sooner or later. You know, he's got some really good things going for him, but uh, I would say his submission defense is suspect. Damian Maia has about as good as it gets at left on submission. So uh, I would say I could see a way where he could win, but I could also see a bunch of ways where he could lose. Uh, now, Thompson versus Masvidal. Who wins that fight? Probably Thompson. <laughs> Um, you know, Masvidal has good output. He's going to move forward, but he doesn't hit that hard. And that's exactly what Stephen Thompson wants. You know, Stephen Thompson likes to pick and poke as he's moving backward. He's really tricky. And, and Masvidal's not going to be able to hit hard enough to really hurt him. Now, National Anthem. Uh, should people be able to... Uh, what's your thoughts on the whole taking a knee? Oh, we're going, we're going political. Um... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think they should be able to kneel. America, one of the founding principles of America is free speech, right? And, uh, and that would fall under those guidelines. The thing I would like to see out of the people who are kneeling, and Colin Kaepernick, the guy who started this, he, he's clueless because 
you know, he's protesting oppression, but he wore a Fidel Castro shirt. If anyone wants to do a basic Google search, they can see Cuba had one of the most oppressive regimes over the past 50 years. I mean, very, very oppressive. And, and so Kaepernick saying, I want to fight oppression, but I'm wearing a Fidel Castro shirt. That doesn't add up. Right. That's like two plus three equals nine, right? Right. And so if the tenets of your argument are, I want to fight oppression, don't wear a Fidel Castro shirt. So what I, what I would like to see from the players who are kneeling, who are making this protest, who are using their right to free speech, is a more concise view of exactly what they want. Because I don't know what they want. They want to fight oppression, but what, what does that mean? Because if you do also Google or you know any search, whatever, uh, America is one of the freest and most upwardly mobile societies ever to grace planet Earth. Uh, what happened? Get, yep. Compared to other places in the world, um, the opportunities we have here are significant. And so I would like to know exactly what types of oppression. Name them. Name, you know, name who's who. What system? Is it the colleges they need to let more black people in? Is it what is it? Right. So name something very exact on what we need to do. Because as a white person, I don't want to oppress anybody. Yes. I don't want to be a racist, but. If, if I'm doing something wrong, I need to know what I need to change, and I don't know what that is at this point. The only thing you're doing is humping your opponents. Uh, so I, but I 100. percent ain't black. Yes, I I 100 percent agree with you. I and I think you're right. I think and Except everyone's change. like people do not. We didn't fight for the war. I'm like yeah, people didn't fight for the war of Kaepernick. Uh, no, nobody fought for a war so that this guy could stand the national anthem. It's just you're absolutely right. They have the we fought for our freedoms. They have the freedom to stand or kneel if they want, and people should just deal with it. But I 100 percent agree. Specifically, what I think it's police brutality is what that they're they're angry about, which makes sense um, because. But when, when you look, I mean, and obviously statistics statistics don't always tell the truth. They can lie. They can be skewed. They can be manipulated. But I don't think statistics bear that out. And obviously, you can point to anecdotal evidence of a few videos, which you know, if we want to point to anecdotal evidence about anything, we can probably go find a couple instances of that happening. But. You know, I, I would like to see statistical evidence of how that's happening. And obviously, we could go from there. Right, right, right. All right, back to MMA. Uh, so, um, Kevin Lee versus Ferguson. I'm picking Kevin Lee. You? Man, that's a that's a that's a coin flip. Because I again, I could see it going either way. Um, you know, they wrestled together in college. That was pretty interesting. I listened to an interview with Kevin Lee. Um, I think Kevin Lee's more dynamic. I think he's got better wrestling. I think Ferguson's probably got better cardio. The striking's different. Not quite as powerful, but he might have a better reach. So if he can dictate the rage, I can see him winning. But if, if Lee can get on the inside and get the takedown to stay on top, I can see him winning. So, man, I can really see that one going both ways. Yeah, me too. Uh, Aaron Pico. Uh, thoughts on Aaron Pico? My, I mean, do you think, is he the, a hype? Is he the real deal? Is he mismanaged? No, I, you know, um, he's managed by the same management company that I am. I, I do not think he's mismanaged. You know, I, I got thrown into Bellator against a guy who was, I think, 11-3 in my third fight. Um, and then my, my fifth fight, I believe I was fighting Dan Hornbuck, who was 21-2 or 22-2. And so, you know, for us wrestlers, we've been competing our whole lives. Facing someone good, that's just, that's just what happens. Um, they thought he was ready for that. And... 
in MMA, crazy stuff happens. I mean, he walked into one one kick, right? Um, you know, everyone said it was that punch, but I really think it was that initial kind of kick off the bat that hit him that, that really caused the damage. I think he's going to be fine. I do think um, well, the one thing I, I see, and actually I, I texted my management about this, is that, you know, he boxed his whole life and he gold gloves. I think he has that boxing mentality is you can get hit a little more often. Um, you know, the gloves are a little bit bigger. It's a little bit different. In MMA, that's just not the case, man. You really can't be taking too much shots because they, they will catch up to you sooner or later. I agree. Uh, now, wrestling, supposedly, they're going to have new uniforms in certain places. They're going to have, yeah. like, board shorts and, and, and kind of, like, judo. I think that's a great thing. I know as yeah. a kid wrestling coach, so many kids are like, fuck that, I have a small penis. I don't want people seeing my, my dick. Uh, and, and I hear you. You're at that age. Um, do you think, what's your thoughts on the singlets change? Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Um, you know, I think people who are against it are going to say, well, re- well the popular wrestling didn't go up by 20%. See, no one cared. And, you know, my argument is, hey, if it's 3%, right, that's a big number. If it goes up by 2%, that's a big number. And so, you know, out of, if you've got 25 guys on your team, there might not be another 25 in the school who don't wrestle because of the single issue, but there might be three, right, or there might be five. Um, so even if it makes a small difference, that's a good difference. So, yeah, I'm strongly in favor of it. Uh, did is Ronda Rousey still block you? Probably. You know who blocked me? Uh, who I was blocked by the other day because I clicked on someone to reach me. Up? Jeremy Stevens blocked me, and I have no idea why. <laughs> what did you say about him? I I don't know. Uh, I was in Showtime Pettis' corner when he kicked his butt like six years ago or something. And uh, besides that, shit, I got no idea. That was funny, but yeah, I'm sure Rousey still blocked me. And uh, uh, thoughts, thoughts now? Do you think John Jones did? Uh, it was a simple mistake, or was he seriously? Was he trying to take steroids on purpose? Well, if it was one time, I could see his case, but two times now, uh, man, it's hard to believe that was a mistake. He tested positive two times, right? And then on top of that, I don't recall who made the argument, but it was a, it was a good one. You know, if he was willing to take cocaine, which is obviously not a performance answer. Something very risky. Where in his moral code will say that he wouldn't take something that's gonna help him, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, I think he did it two times in a row, man. That, that would be hard to mistake that for Usada. Now, you and him had some kind of a, tw- a Twitter beef, right? We had beef. Yeah, because I always had Daniel Cormier's back, and he always talked shit on Daniel. Right, right, right. Have, so, have you ever met John Jones? Um. Yeah, but we were way younger. I mean, like super young. Who, who do you think would win in a uh, grappling match? You or Jones? Shoot, he's pretty big. I would do a, a takedowns match against John Jones. Like, first one to five takedowns. But he also has to take a drug test. Okay. <laughs> right, got it. Got it. Now, Bellator no, has some good-ass good wrestlers. They have Ed Ruth. They have Darian Caldwell. How good can these guys be? Who? Darian Caldwell and who else? Ed Ruth. Oh, Awesome. Um, you know, Ed, Ed's a little younger, so I think his upside's a little higher. I want to say Darian might be 30 or 31 now. Maybe a little younger than that, somewhere around there. Uh, but obviously, I guess his upside's already pretty high because he's probably going to win the Bellator title here in a couple weeks. Um, so I guess that's a pretty significant accomplishment. So I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't stop at that. Uh, but, you know, I think, I think Ed's going to be really good. Obviously, Darian's 
Murray really good. He's fighting for a Bellator title, and I think he's probably likely to win a Bellator title here in a couple weeks. Now, uh, we're here with Ashley Evans-Smith, by the way. Ashley was a college wrestler. She's in the UFC. Yeah. Uh, she's very yep. beautiful. But she has a horrible taste in men. Uh, she needs a guy like you. Obviously, you're taken. Um, what advice would you give for this young fighter uh, to, to get a better boyfriend? Because she's had a horrible success. Um, you know, with my wife, honesty has always been the key. And so, like, I'll just tell her shit, and she always says, like, nobody else would tell her wife this. And I said, honey, from day one, I told you I was going to tell you the truth, the full truth, and nothing but the truth. And, uh... And so, uh, you know, we're kind of that same way with each other. Um, no secrets, and that, that, that keeps everything real. Now, I know you haven't used deodorant in 20 years. No, no honestly, he doesn't Never. wear it. I have not. That's oh, shit. No, he has not. Now, does your wife use deodorant? She does, because she's way stinkier than I am. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, okay, that's, no, he does not use deodorant. All right. She that, does that, use the hippie, she uses the hippie kind. Tom's. Uh, but she does use it. All right, so... Uh, and then my final is uh, final Derek Lewis versus Verdum. Who wins this fight? Oh, oh, shoot! I have no idea on that one. I don't even have an opinion on that one. You don't? Wow! That's a, this is the first time in the history of your life you didn't have a, you didn't have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, Adam. Actually, I want Ashley's a college wrestler. She should start a women's wrestling club because I, you know, I have our wrestling clubs up here, but I need an adequately uh, trained female wrestler to uh, to start. A female wrestling club, you know, and maybe it's just one or two days a week. And then, you know, obviously they can wrestle with the boys also. But I think if there was just a girls only class that more females would be apt to, to give it a shot. So maybe she can start when they're in California with uh, with your help and let us know how it goes. Well, yeah, they always go for the head and arm in MMA fights. How frustrating is that when you see a girl go for the head and arm every Shit, fucking... It, if it works, do it, right? <laughs> no, but it, 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 it works, what, half the time, you'd say? For women, it's weird. It works, uh, it's, it's a much higher percentage, I, be, I, I yeah, feel like, you much know? Much higher. <laughs> Although, Darian Caldwell hit it on Metcalf in the finals. True, this is true. That, that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Were you are you are you a fan of Metcalf or no? Um, I'm supporting the middle. Uh, you know, I like parts of him, and I don't like parts of what he does. Yeah, you seem like you're kind of a different. You're like the hippie guy, and he's sort of like the the uh, the after school jock, like the bad guy in the '80s movie. And Shut you're there, Adam. no <laughs> no. How come how come your brother never fought Max? Adam, you cut out there. I didn't hear your last question. How come your brother Max never fought? Um, he had a bad back. So actually when he finished college, he went straight to coaching and he thought he would never, he thought he would never even wrestle again. And then, you know, and then he ended up, he, he took some, I think two or three years off and he healed up. He ended up competing a little bit. Um, and so, you know, he was just a little older and didn't really have that same desire to do that. Oh, well, nice. Well, listen, Askren, you're an American hero. Uh, you're a great guy. Thank you for taking the time out to be on, on our show. Uh, always a big fan. All right. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. See you guys. Have a great day. Bye. All right. That was Ben Askren. Good dude right there. Good. Fucking, so, right? Fucking solid. <laughs> Olympian. Olympian wrestler. 
Olympian, national champion, undefeated. Even Met throws it out there, just always trying to help the sport grow. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's something that I would love to do later in life. I just, you know, right now it's just it takes a lot. Even I know he said like one, one, two times a week, but it, it that's something I would just dive headfirst into and get into. But oh yeah. I would definitely love to start, uh, especially like a, a kids all the way up to, you know however old you want to be because once you once you leave high school and college there's really nowhere you can wrestle you know unless you make it to the olympic level and if you love wrestling you want to keep wrestling so i think it would be definitely something that uh, i would do in the future now you were a national champion no i was a four-time all-american fourth was the highest ever got nationally that's that's really good that's awesome fourth wow four-time all-american even as a freshman yeah. Wow. Good for you. That's, that's what that means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's sophomore a, too. Yeah, that's that crazy. Like, people are like, "What does that mean?" And it's like, okay. Well. Oh, nice. Now, 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 what do you get when you're an all American? Uh, they give you the the trophy or t-shirt? Really? <laughs> oh. You don't get a t-shirt or anything no, or a I bra mean, or pasties? No, you get medals, you know, like pasties. Wrestling's uh, <laughs> <laughs> never for a material object. No, but fourth place, you get a medal. For a medal, place? right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. You get eighth place a medal. I believe it's six and higher is all American, but mm. I could be wrong. It's shorter for the girls a little bit. <laughs> Guys, yeah. eight. Yeah, eight. Yeah. It, might, it might be eight. Okay. Don't quote me. I'm not sure. That's cool. By the way, uh, I want to thank. Uh, Guys, football's back. Yes, football's back. The way's nearly over, which means FanDuel's back. Uh, fantasy football for everyday fans. New contest starting every week. No busted seasons. That's the worst. You have a fantasy team, and all of a sudden you're, you're, you're busted two weeks in. So that's, that's not it here. You got something for everyone. Lots of contests to choose from, starting at just $1. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. I've been playing FanDuel. I'm winning every week. I feel like a, like, a, like a real champion here. And over 2.5 million players have won cash prizes playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com, click the Join Now button, and use my code, MMA Roasted. New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over $1 million in cash prizes when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com, sign up with promo code MMA Roasted. That's FanDuel.com, promo code MMA Roasted, void where prohibited. Now, uh, what was I talking about? So, um, so yeah, shows. I was talking about. I was thinking about like. Uh, um, oh, let's talk about some of the fights first. We'll talk about some of the fights that also that happened over the week. Uh, Saki, are we? Are we? Like my my opinion on him is yeah, he's exciting to watch. That's this good. dude is obviously a beast and a half, but he looked like he gassed a little bit. And a lot, a lot, of a lot. <laughs> and may need a better training camp because it seems like he's training for I don't know maybe a kickboxing fight and maybe, MMA is different. Maybe the UFC lights got him a little tired, you know. That, that, I think that can do that fighting in Japan. Yeah, he looked good though. He looked good in the beginning, but then also, but the, uh, I, I didn't realize that that guy was uh, purely a uh, striker. I thought they brought him in against the submission guy, but the Bra- guy Brazilian was a Brazilian striker. Yeah, 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 it was a good fight though. Uh, that guy is super tough. He knocked out. I'm excited. Were you impressed by Saki? I only saw the highlights, but uh, it was an impressive knockout. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Takanor Gomi has now been four fights in a row in the first round. Please, uh, for his own good. The guy's a legend, but the, what are we doing here? I mean, four fights in a row, first round knockout. And it looked like the last one didn't even get hit. I mean, I'm sure he got hit harder than I would be able to take a hit. But it didn't seem like it wasn't the most powerful shot. 
So this is what we go back to what Aspen was saying as far as legends. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And we're doing it for name, and it, I, it's almost like we're keeping him around because he's big in Asia. But come on. Yeah. I think you know what Ben didn't say. I think there there comes a point when you're you're on top, and then you start to go down, and, and you get out for a while for whatever reason, and you come back for you know majority is probably be the money. But I think that a lot of fighters or some fighters come back just for the love of it, not even the money aspect. You know, the and you love say and that the relevancy, and yeah, you, you know? feel like. Only you know you know yeah it feels it's, good to be watched you know so right and, and plus you got everyone on the internet now with social media saying you could it's okay keep your head up i mean i've seen guys go out there or a woman that like clearly are in over their head mm-hmm. get murdered and they post on facebook sorry it wasn't my night and I, and they get 400 comments you'll get them next time or don't worry it was a lucky punch no guy you're not you're not helping the situation here there needs to be one voice of reason hang it up while you can well, like, i mean there's well, so- there'll be there'll be there'll be those too well with bubba jenkins bubba won last week and yeah. i was super happy for him he almost got caught in the first with a crazy arm bar but he got out of it uh, he looked great but he fought it at his weight class but his last fight you know, everybody was saying, good job, Bubba, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. And one person, which was his cousin, said, hey, man, we don't need to be taking any more losses, okay, against guys we're better than at weight classes above us. Let, let's be smart. And, and his mom liked it, and I liked it. Because yeah. that's a guy who actually gives a shit about you. Yeah. Because like Ben Askren said, the key to a good relationship is honesty. Yeah, 100% <laughs> honesty. You know, the people that care about you, they're going to tell you, you looked horrible. You, you don't know, even if you... you you didn't look that great, they're going to tell you because they care about you. They're not going to sugarcoat it. Right. So everyone needs that person in their life. I think it should be your coach. And if it's not your coach, you're in trouble. Right. No, that's, that's true. That's, that's very true. I and mean, there's sometimes that you, you watch fights and the guy's getting the shit beaten out of him and the corner's like, good job, good job. You're like, what fight are you watching? Yeah. At the same time, I guess maybe he's trying to build the person's confidence or something. Yeah. I, you never know why they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bellator, over the weekend, we talked about Pico. Ben Henderson, should not be in main events anymore. I, I like Ben Henderson, and he's a great fighter, but his last three or four fights, he gets booed, and he's a good fighter, and I like the way he fights, but don't put him as the last fight. Put him as, like, the third fight in or something. Just the placement. Yeah. Because he fights a style, a grinding style, and he sometimes wins by it, sometimes he loses it, but it's not always fan-pleasing. In fact, it's usually not, unless he's fighting Chandler or Pettis, but more than likely, a lot of times, he gets booed in his fights, but yet they keep putting him as the main event. What did you think about that fight? I got to watch it again. I thought it could have went either way. Mm -hmm. I wasn't... It wasn't a horrible robbery. At the same time, he could have... It was exciting, the fight? No. Right, me neither. But that's the way he fights, and I don't have a problem with it. I have a problem just with the how Bell... I mean, look, I, I told Bellator when I met him, you got to stop with the West Coast feed because they're not airing them live. So people are on Twitter, on Facebook, mm-hmm. on Instagram, seeing what happened, and unless you're... Me and you and you guys are fucking nerds about this shit. Or ge- completely, you're not gonna watch a fight that you know the uh, the uh, the result. I, I had to take my. I was at Eve Edwards' house. I had to take my computer, hook it up to the TV, use my parents' login from New York, mm-hmm. so I can get the East Coast feed, and then we watched it. You can watch it on the Spike app, but I watched it on my phone. But if you don't want to watch fights on your phone, which most people don't, and then you can't use your phone. And then if you're these people, vice versa, you have to stay away from social media, which is ridiculously impossible. Uh, yeah. A right delay, and they're playing. Uh, they're playing cops. 
they, I go I go to the, the West Coast feed. They're playing cops and like bar rescue. I'm like, are you this? Or you get what? people texting you the results, which yeah. I've, I've lost friends because of man, that. Yeah. I, and I and I hate it when my friends even try to not tell me the results, but I'll figure out in their question the results. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, yeah. they'll be like, hey, did you see the Ben Henderson fight? Okay, no, I didn't, but now I know he won because you would have said, you see the Pitbull fight if Pitbull would have won. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, you're reading into it pretty deep, but people people can be even worse than that. You know what I mean? Like uh, even more obvious than that. Oh yeah, like wow, that was some knockout. And you know that one guy never knocks anyone out. Yeah, has exactly. no power. Yeah. You're like, okay, I know what happened. You see the knockout. You're like, well, the night of grapplers. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see the Gogo Plata and fucking Nick Diaz's fight? Yeah. Okay, like who yeah. else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100. Uh, Paul Bradley looked great. He lost the first round, but he's got that that power. Now Paul Daly. Paul Daly, Daly. 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 looked great. Bradley. I, like, I like Paul Bradley. I like too. Paul Bradley too. But yeah. uh, he's a guy who went, went to Iowa All American. He's fought in Bellator and oh. World Series of Fighting and. Fun. You should know Kami, I think. Yeah, yeah, he lost yeah. to Okami, but it was close. But uh, Paul Daly, yeah. but he's also he's so good. He's so good, but but you don't know what. It's hard to you don't know which one's going to show up. Is it going to be the guy who's going to get wrestle fucked, or just murdered by Rory, or is it going to be the guy that knocked out Lorenz Larkin? Well, I mean, the last two fights that I was at, I was the, this one and then the one Brandon Ward. Yeah. So I'm like, when I think of Paul Daly, I've got nothing but this is going to be an exciting fight. But the Rory fight, he got demolished. I didn't see that. One. Rory McDonald, I mean, just took, made him look like an amateur. Took his yeah. back, hit him, finished him. Yeah. Uh, but MVP. Versus Paul, uh, I'm gonna see that fight. And it's oh, gonna be Michael a great fight. Yeah, yeah. Paul Daly, that's gonna be awesome. Is that that's gonna be the next? That's one? well, if they. That's what he was talking trash a little bit about. Yeah, if if they do it, sometimes that they they, they try to hold fight. it off for a couple times. Bellator. Mm-hmm. So they made that fight happen. Uh, he did call him out after the fight. And then Roy Nelson finally used his wrestling. He hasn't used that in years. I mean, granted, he hit one of the nicest double legs for a guy that looks that way I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, such a fangirl with Roy Nelson. Uh, uh, really? Yeah, I'm, he's like one of my favorite fighters. I actually was in the locker room watching him warm up, Damn. and I was just like trying not to take a secret picture. Like, no, don't do it. Don't fangirl. That's out. hilarious. <laughs> well, with Roy Nelson though, is one of those guys. Like, if Bellator was smart, like if Bellator, if he becomes a Bellator champion, they really should do a major marketing campaign of like, this is what our champions look like. <laughs> because <laughs> show or something or like a. A digital YouTube like show or yeah no right because Roy Nelson he's just fun to watch and he looks like everybody watching fighting you go into a bar you'll see a hundred guys that look like Roy Nelson he he gives them hope yeah you know he, he gives me hope and I'm a fighter my favorite thing to say is uh, I'm like Roy Nelson I got a Roy Nelson body but <laughs> you do not have a Roy Nelson yeah no he has way bigger boobs than you okay so, so um but uh but but yeah so that was um that that was awesome I was happy and I'm happy for Bubba it was like a all day, Bubba finally, not finally, Bubba won. Yeah. Uh, his opponent again missed weight. Oh. Third opponent in a row to miss weight. Yeah. Um, but he, he looked good. And Bubba, he, you know, he, he does, he's one of those guys where he put together this like left right to a double leg that looks so amazing. And, and you're like, holy shit. Uh, he sort of has that thing where, and but then he gets himself into an arm bar and does everything wrong to get out, but still gets out, like mm-hmm. we were watching. Mm-hmm. Very frustrating fighter because you see the glimpses of, of awesomeness. Oh, yeah. You know, um, certain guys have that. You're like, man. Definitely got the wrestling. Yeah, definitely got the wrestling. Um, so I was, uh, t- I'm going to tell some, some stories. I was talking about um, uh, 
someone's, I was telling my friends, they're like, you're telling the podcast. So I did a bunch of shows with celebrities in them, you know, and I was I actually put a highlight of, of all. So I did a show with Billy Bush. He was in the news last week. Billy, you know Billy Bush? He oh, was the guy with Trump that was like. Ah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yes. so he hosted this, this fundraiser I did, and he went on for five minutes and just bombed. Uh, he's not a comic. But he was, he was I was going to say he's a comedian? No, no, but, he, 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 but it was funny because I went on stage and next, and I was like, oh, you know, Billy Bush is actually George Bush's nephew. So I guess bombing runs in the family. Uh, so that was that murdered and then oh, yeah. and then Wayne Gretzky was in the crowd I'm like Wayne Gretzky's here I'm a big fan of your daughter uh, oh, and then what? Brett Hull was there and I'm like Brett Hull man Brett Hull's fucking huge now I'm like it looks like you ate Brett Hull oh, like, so that was that that was actually um, that was pretty funny and then one that's time the I, you, you, someone tells you it looks like you ate yourself oh that's uh, hilarious it's not gonna I hope I never get there well he, he talked about Tyron Woodley Tyron Woodley actually came to a show one time and he came, it was right after the Roy McDonald fight and he showed up late and I'm like oh don't worry he didn't show up for that fight either uh, <laughs> Oh, he, he was good though he was good about it and then Matt Hughes was at a show one time. I did a, a show for the UFC um, business center UFC uh, the corporate events the okay. UFC gyms and Matt Hughes and BJ Penn were in the front row and I'm like oh Matt I didn't recognize you without BJ's nuts in your mouth oh Jesus but Matt, Matt was a good sport though yeah yeah. he actually texted me afterwards and Vivica Fox was at a show one time oh, and, but Fox. she got mad at me because it was right after she'd broken up with 50 Cent and I'm like oh Mrs. Cent is here and, and uh, she did not want to be called Mrs. <laughs> I feel like you can't get upset no matter what a comedian says in that moment you know they're using it for pure comedy yeah, yeah. and if can't you dated take it serious, 50 cent like it, just to have that still brought up is I don't know yeah. I'm, 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 I'm like, okay with it I yeah. want to like go to the front row of one of your shows and be like okay do it roast me uh, 100% <laughs> I'll talk about your neck tattoo um, yeah I'll, I'm, anything is open I'm no, are you going to get any more tattoos yeah oh yeah where uh, I'm going to like feel I'm actually going to go into my armpit Really? Yeah, I'm just gonna fill in this area. I want to go like this side first. And how long have you had tattoos? My first tattoo was when I was 15. Oh, so you were wrestling in high school with tattoos? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 oh. no. Well, I yeah, I got the stars on my hip bones to hide them from my parents, oh. and so then, but then I didn't go crazy until like 18. Got it. Speaking of which, um, uh, yeah, but don't get on your neck anymore like right in the front no please don't I get I'm that good. I think I'm good I or know, no I, forehead I, right no nothing on my face my grandpa said no face tattoos no no chest stuff right here yeah yeah nothing like that no boob tattoos right no no boob tattoos it, it never looks good no I've oh. never seen it look good ever I've seen a couple good ones but I'm like I like them just kinda <laughs> your boobs are fine without them yeah regular they're I very want simple boobs. You're gonna get fake boobs? Yeah. Why? <laughs> you have perfectly good boobs. No, I want boobs. C's? No. Those are B's? Like these are B, like small B's, and then when I cut weight, those are like sad little A B's. No, you're fine. You don't. <laughs> no. You're natural. You don't you know, need. It's to... like okay, so guys talk about weight cut dick. There's weight cut boobs. Yes. You know, so there's um, weight cut dick. There is weight cut dick, and there's weight cut boobs, and yeah. it's not fun. I have, I have, I have weight cut boobs and weight cut dick. Just, <laughs> just walking time. around. <laughs> <laughs> Are you cutting weight? No, no, no. I'm, I'm very wide. But you don't need to get. You don't need fake boobs. You're fine. Your boobs are great the way they are. You gotta do that after the career, though, right? You gotta wait. Or? Nah, no. Girls get them all the time. Look at Kat Sangano. Look at Misha Tate. You know, the list goes on. Beck Rawlings. Like, you know. It, it, now I know three girls. I have boobs. Oh, you knew that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Really? No. Huh. And there's more. You know, guy, the girls in New York. Uh, like peaches or something, Pearl or Gonzalez. Pearl Gonzalez. Pearl yeah. Gonzalez. You know what I mean? Like, it's very common. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Does it add weight though? 
I'm sure, but you know, it's not that big of a deal. There's like this new substance called gummy bear where you can cut into it. So let's say you get like front kick to the boob, it's not gonna like poison you. But wait till you're like a half pound over and you're doing that last half pound, you're gonna look at your tits like fucking cursing at them. Like, why did I get you? Yeah, but I'll have cleavage and I'll be like, you are so hot. Oh, you don't need to do that. You are so hot. You are hot. so sexy. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm all like. That's your motivation to make the weight. Just like, you're so good. I, I don't mind, I don't mind fake so good at the way and just make sure you make way till you're happy yeah. till you're happy hot yeah. that's true yeah <laughs> that's true I, I, well said that's uh, yeah there you go uh, <laughs> so what was I talking about oh yeah so I gotta do this show next week for Scott Bayo. he's having a fundraiser John right? John? yeah yeah he's having yeah. a fundraiser and he's like it, but it's like for his daughter he thought his daughter was sick when she was born he had this disease it turns out she was false positive but they still have all these uh, uh, thing for kids who actually have that disease That's like cool. which is really nice yeah but it's the funniest thing. They always have me perform and I bomb every year. If, and, and like, it's all kids. I gotta oh, be like G-rated. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> One year it went so bad they had a raffle at an auction afterwards, right? And they were auctioning off all this stuff. And it, it went so bad that the guy was like, if nobody bids on this next painting, I'm bringing back the comedian. And then people started bidding. Oh no, <laughs> they did it. That's, That's how bad it went. But it was funny, but one of them was like, Scott Bayo is so funny. He's, it was like around the golf with, with Scott Bayo. That's what you won. And he hates people. So people, he was like, okay, you know, $3,000 for a round of, ball, of golf and then all of a sudden he started bidding against himself saying so I have to play with anybody <laughs> so it was like and then everyone he sees who's bidding he's like love me <laughs> yeah and then it kept getting higher because everybody wanted to because he didn't want to play with anybody so it kept going up so that was uh, yes I gotta do that uh, and then another show I did at one time with uh, uh, Pete Rose uh, so this guy Fraser Smith who I did his radio show last night he was talking and he, was, he has like a Pete Rose joke a Pete Rose gambling joke and there was like eight people in the crowd afterwards he goes back or out in like in the, in the lobby and this huge tall guy goes hey just so you know I didn't like your Pete Rose jokes and he's like well Fraser's like a 60 year old man and he's like whoa, 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 whoa. He, goes, he goes that's my dad and it was Tyler Rose and he goes like his kid was in the audience out of the eight people Shit. who the fuck has a Pete Rose joke still and, and how is that gonna happen right like yeah. barely relevant oh he got so he apologized I'm sorry blah blah so he goes then I go on next and I'm like so uh, Pete Rose was blowing me and then like <laughs> the guy got up like come on man oh, like, shit. <laughs> so Pete Rose was blowing me yeah <laughs> but yeah it was uh, it was it was crazy um and then Nunez was actually at a show one time, Amanda Nunez, and I said that she probably, her being a lesbian, they're the best fighters because they make a tightest fist. And uh, she was actually super cool about it. I asked her if she, wears the, if she wears the belt during sex. What'd she say? Uh, she said yes. Uh, no, she, but I don't think she's speaking, I don't know if she knows what I was talking about. Yes. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah, you she know what I'm saying? Yes. Are you? <laughs> yeah, but then I asked Raquel and Tisha who gets top during sex during my show, and uh, Raquel said she does. So that's actually... Uh, like, like, uh, who gets the, like the girl? Who, 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 wears, the who's, who wears the? I thought they're both on the Well, they're scissoring, but I guess one, if one's wearing like the, which I'm not sure they even do that. I don't know. Yeah, I've asked lesbians about that, and they never tell me what goes on in the bedroom. Uh, I've watched. I don't know. It's just, have you ever been a lesbian or no. bisexual or? I tell you. I tell you. <laughs> I tell you if I do, what the hell? Now, now, do a lot of girls hit on you? They think that you're. Yeah, it's weird. And it, I'm naive in a lot of senses because sometimes I'll be a little like insecure or like self-conscious and, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, you're being nice to me. You're a girl. We're friends. We're friends. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you want to be more than friends. Wow. I'm like, this is my new best friend. my new best friend. And then like, I've been like kissed by a girl out of nowhere. And Whoa. yeah. And then what did you do? I mean, like, I was just like, oh, like burritos, not tacos. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> you said I like burritos, not tacos. Yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> what do you? You gotta make it like funny, and like you can't just like break their heart. You know? Was the girl Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm half Mexican, so maybe that's. What You're I'm half Mexican. Yeah. Ah, who's Mexican? Your mom or dad? Dad. Ah. Are you guys close to your dad? I don't know him. You don't know him? <laughs> oh, man. Like, you never met him? Uh, I think I met him one time when I was young, and then he went to jail. <laughs> what did he go to jail for? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You, don't, you, you have no idea. Okay, wow. Murder? No, not murder. Uh, radio show. <laughs> oh, okay. So you met him once. Yeah. How old were you? I think I was in sixth grade. Sixth grade, yeah. Was that weird? Yeah. I mean, I was like, like I'm pretty easygoing. Like, I'm just like, uh, like I remember my mom was like, oh, your, your dad, he's like this guy and whatever. And I was like, I, I thought like, honestly, that I was like adopted because I didn't look like the rest of my family, like dark hair, dark eyes. And my other family has blue eyes and light hair. It looks like you, basically. Right. And, um, you know, I know I'm tan now, but still tan back then. And uh, so I was like, sure. I met him and he looked, he was like this big, like Mexican dude. And I was like, okay. Tattoos? I don't remember. It was so long ago. And then it was like, hey, sorry. Uh, I was never around. No, actually, he was. Lo kind of siento. A, he was kind of a dick. He was like. Lo nah. siento. <laughs> Lo siento. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I never saw him again after that. Really? Oh. He was kind of a dick to you? No, no, he was a dick. He was like, he, he was like, yeah, that's not my kid. Oh, really? Yeah, we we're like, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Damn, this is where the anger comes. No, I'm, yeah, this is where the. I'm not an angry person. No, but like I remember when I wrestled in in, uh, in high school, my 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 wrestling coach is like, "Hey, your mom," and I'm like, "Oh, my my my, I didn't know my 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 was my mom. My mom left when I was three, mm-hmm. went to Canada, never saw her since. Yeah. And my coach is like, "Oh, this is where the anger comes from." <laughs> so uh, now I'm saying it to you. All right, so, sure. Well, I didn't know about that until like. Forever ago, and then I just kind of like forgot about it. Like, no big now, did your uh, mom get remarried? Uh, damn, we're getting deep. I don't talk to my. I didn't talk to my mom like ever. Your mom? Yeah. Either. No. So who raised you? Uh, mainly my grandpa. Your grandpa? Yeah. Was it your Mexican dad's father or my your mom's father? Step dad's What? That's not even your grandfather. That's just some no, dude. Not blood, but I believe like your family is who raised you. No, of, I, I know. Sure. The, yeah. I know. So he's grandpa, but I mean, like, oh, that's pretty mom. cool of him. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, so I, this. Remember, I think I told you about the tattoos, like the my grandpa. Like, yeah. So how and how old was he when he raised you? I mean, it was, my grandma was around too, and like the parents were like just kind of like. So your your stepmom's parents raised you. Stepmom's parents raised you. No, my stepdad's mom's uh, second husband. Oh. Wow! <laughs> did you did like everyone? Oh, wow! Yeah, did, like, did, did, I said moms. it twice. Yeah. So simple. Oh yeah, yeah, so simple. <laughs> did everyone draw straws? Like who has to raise Ashley? And, like, and then it was like they're a fuck is a tra- problem child. That's, so they were all white, uh, Caucasian. So yeah. and then you felt like you didn't fit in because no, I didn't. I mean, I never felt like I didn't fit in. I just didn't even realize it was a, like a thing. Wow. But they took care. You took it to wrestling matches, and I started wrestling when I was in high school, and I just joined myself. I just went after school. And what now? Did you have any athletic ability? No, fuck no. I was like this chunky little kid who had hot dogs and pizza for lunch. What made you join the wrestling team? A uh, friend of mine, my brother's uh, best friend. I have a brother. He's like, well, like one year younger than me. Uh, we'd always be like wrestling around. I'd be like this tomboy or whatever. And I remember he went to military camp, came back, and went like shot a double leg on me, like pinned me, and I was like, what? the what happened, you know? And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. I, I learned how to wrestle. But girls can't wrestle. 
Oh. And then like, don't tell someone like me that I can't do something. No, not at all. Then I want to do it ten they times more. It. Yeah. So I was like, fuck you. I'm gonna join the wrestling team, and I did it. Now, did you? And I know from your parent because that would must have been tough. You have to go find your. <laughs> like, you well, who's this guy? Well, funny story. He's yeah, like yeah. my stepmom's <laughs> husband's father's sister. You don't need to know. You just, uh, you just wrestle. Yeah. That's cool. Good for you. I, I like that. <laughs> nice tie-in. No, absolutely. Are you surprised that a fighter has a fucked up family history? No, I'm a comedian. So comedians, yeah. fighters, I yeah. feel like we all kind of come from the same cloth in some ways of just people that just need to express themselves in a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you do it through fighting and through eating weird food. And, and, and I do it through comedy and... He, Andrew does it through eating. Uh, so no, Andrew's a, a fight, Andrew's a fighter as well. Now, Andrew, your your girlfriend for two years just moved out last week to move to Minnesota. She was in Minnesota last week. Are you okay with that? It sucks. Have you guys had Facetime sex yet or no? No, I think we're gonna do that this week. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that, that's all, you gotta make sure they have a. Don't have the, the angle. You gotta have a because it no, looks she, like she, her bed just got delivered yesterday. So. Uh, Get, then she'll get the right angle, and then we'll have a little FaceTime sex. It'll nice. Be super great. Now, when are you going to see her again? This weekend. I'm going to buy a flight in the next couple of days. Nice. Yeah. If, since he's so good at all this production stuff, if, if his FaceTime sex is going to be like way Mine's better good. Mine's than good. anybody else's I, FaceTime. Because I'm going to strap like, like the a, production value is yeah. really epic. It's going to be Eve's Edwards penis. I make sure that, I make sure that <laughs> the like, angle if, and the lighting. Yeah, I make sure we get the, the sound quality mm-hmm. is just that really is, good. Guys, yeah, I can see that. I, can. Uh, I don't, I don't want to look uh, live on Pluto TV. Andrew's Facetime sex. I would not be surprised I, I if that was a good angle. Yeah, yeah I, Facetime sex is cool until like you like bust first, and then you just feel like a complete loser. And yeah, I just want to get off the phone. I'm like, well, I, I know. I gotta clean up, and uh, especially since like I do it way quicker because I'm, I'm used to my old hand. I have to like do it lefty. Le- that, the, lefty is a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless, you're, unless you're lefty. Lefty, but, and yeah. then like this sometimes you do. Oh, like, the reverse. The reverse, yeah. <laughs> And then I paint my fingernails, pen. I'm like a girl. I'm, I'm like, you, you, you got to I go all out, you know. You don't do the oh yeah, then you can have her put some like off camera and have her do that. Then you do. It. And I steal her wedding ring and do it. It's just it's a whole thing. Oh, this, I like this. This is production value. Yes. That right there. That's how. That's how you up Facetime sex. Yeah. That's fun. Good for you. Yeah. Well, this uh, porn star that I used to date told me all about it. I used to date a porn star. That was a, a mistake. You don't really date a porn star. You just hang out with her in between films. Uh, but but she told me she's like uh, she told me a funny story. She's this girl. Uh, she said I don't care how many bitches you bang. I just want to be your number one bitch. That's what she told me. What does that mean exactly? I don't know. But I was like I want to be your number one dude today. <laughs> <laughs> but like, some girls first. are some like, girls are cool with like being in an open relationship. I, I I'm not. Are you. An open relationship, meaning you can bang whoever you yeah. want, I can bang whoever I want. I'm okay with me banging whoever I want, but not you. <laughs> but not banging me? No, not like that. Sorry, oh, just that just don't bang Adam. Uh, no, I'm way too alpha female to allow my significant other to bang whoever he wants. But you can bang whoever you want? I mean, like in a perfect world, I guess. That's horrible. That's not a thing. Like, no guy's gonna be like, "All right, sure, you yeah. know, like I'll be your number one." And right, then, right, I'd be right. more down for that than an open relationship. Wait, down for what? For like you? Girlfriend, yeah, my girlfriend can't sleep with anyone. Yeah, sleep. but that's oh like, yeah, what, that's what, not what, a thing. Like, <laughs> no, because I, I've had girls say to me like, "Hey, let's let's have a threesome, like girlfriends or something." I'm like, "No, this is gonna end bad. You're gonna complain the whole time. Like, how come you don't fuck me like that or something? Or, yeah. Like, you how can you be excited? Yeah, I've never seen you smile, but so happy." Like, oh, 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 yeah. It would just be I horrible. Could, I could totally do that. That's so funny. Yeah, it's a bad mistake. It's good. It's good. It, there's a rule. You just don't have a threesome with someone that you're in love with. How many threesomes have you had? 
A lot? I didn't say anything. Now, have any been with Carla? No, no. Uh, uh, that is way too weird. That's like your sister, your brother. Now, I heard in college, you car- you told Carla how to dress like a female. No, or, or vice, vice versa. versa. Yeah. So she taught you how to become, a, like, wear a dress? Basically, yeah. And, and like, the douche and stuff? She taught you all about... Oh, all- my God, no. <laughs> no, no. The thing is, Carla came from L.A. I came from little boondock town, and we were, like, the opposite. It was, like, fucking twins, you know what I mean? mean like Danny DeVito and what's a uh, Arnold Arnold, Arnold yeah. who's and Arnold you me yeah okay, of course right, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. she's Danny DeVito of course yeah she's strawweight yeah and she was dressing like a hoochie mama and I was dressing like a tomboy and she was very very like sassy and I was quiet and introvert and we kind of got together as friends so not anything else and uh and we brought the best out of each other you know she helped me be a little more confident be a little more girly I told her she needed to take the the Latina down a little bit just just a little bit you know <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah, and it's worked for both of us. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, li- I like Carl a lot. I, I, I like I like your whole crew. Yeah. No one that you that you hang out with I don't like. I like uh, Jessica Penny, even though uh, we dated, it didn't go very well. Uh, I think it was documented on TV, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> on I did. TV? Yeah, because well, I had that show where I went out with my ex girlfriends and find out what went wrong. And uh, <laughs> but she was not like my girlfriend. We just like went on like two day two dates. Yeah. But, but but she was a good. But but she, I mean, she is. I like Jessica Penny, but she's, awesome. she's a way better as a friend. I could, I, I could never see because she's just a resting bitch face. Like, I, I mean, like She'll punch you in your face. she makes Musashi look happy. That, that, that's how bad <laughs> no. she is. Just the most miserable person. I I, I like her, but I mean, there's a cloud that follows her everywhere. I mean, it's like Jesus. And so I told you, I, I went in for the kiss, and then her dog jumped on my back. Her dog is like 700 pounds, oh and he God. and he pinned me. It, it was it was horrible. It was a, a horrible experience. But uh, I like Jessica. Um, anyway, so then you ha- who else you hang out? You hang out with Shaney Rush. Yeah. And then who else you hang out with? A fighter girl wise. Yeah. Uh, Christy Lopez. She fights for Bellator. Oh yeah, I like her. She's yeah. cool. Yeah, she's awesome. She broke her hand her last fight, so she's healing. She lives out here in L.A. Uh, she's hot. Yeah, she's babe. She does acting and and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's okay. a hottie. Yeah. Uh, fighter girl wise, I mean, I don't have a lot of girl teammates or anything like that. Not a lot of girl fighter hmm. friends. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. Well, all right. Well, that's the end of our podcast. Uh, Andrew, what do you have coming up? Uh, we're gonna. I have no fight party this weekend, but the following weekend we'll do another fight party live on Pluto TV. We'll be at Eve's Edwards' house again, uh, trying to get Boss Root and Stephen Quadros in. Nice. Uh, we're gonna have a chef. Now people food. keep asking me, how do I get Pluto TV? Tell us. Just Google the word Pluto TV. No, no, no. <laughs> it's available on your Android, uh, on your iPhone. It's available Android, iPhone, Apple TV, uh, iPad, Amazon Fire. Roku, we're getting built into a lot of the new Vizio TVs. So if you go to like uh, Costco, all the Vizio TVs have Pluto TV built into them now. Um, coming to some Roku. And it's free. free. It's free, guys. So all you guys who are cutting your cable and shit, like, it, it's free. Free. And they have great fights. Fights you've never seen before. Like undercard fights from like 1982. Uh, like uh-huh. like bare knuckle fights With, in people's backyards I, and stuff. I have the entire K1 catalog, kickboxing yeah. catalog. Glory Kickboxing Channel. We have all It's Showtime. We partnership with Fight Networks. We got all Fight Network. All the content. Dream stuff. We uh-huh. get Dream. Deep and, then, and then John Gotti's kid has a fight. What's that thing with Gotti? Triton fights. What is, what is Triton fights? It's a Long Island MMA company that I signed. Is it, to, is it still? Just to throw back to Long Island MMA. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell? I'm like, John Gotti's kid yeah. fights? But the, like, his father, not John Gotti, but the guy kind of like he, Italian. Right. Uh, his father owns CompuBox. 
So through CompuBox, we get all the statistics for Pluto and stuff. So yeah, we're pretty good. You you're a hustler, man. I don't. Stop. You are such. You don't stop. You don't sleep. I don't. Yeah. Sleep. <laughs> so, all right. So you got that coming up. And Ashley, what do we have coming up with you? Ah, well, I mean, I just bought two weeks ago, so there's nothing fight-wise on the books. Uh, I just started a YouTube channel and uh, just doing different interviews, uh, different little videos, mainly interviews. Uh, my background, my degrees in journalism, I did a lot of interviews uh, in college. Uh, I've been interviewing mainly MMA fighters, some musicians. Uh, next week, actually, when I get back from Canada, I have an adult film star that's going to be Who? Uh, Courtney Taylor. I'm sure she's hot. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool. So you know, people ask me like, what exactly is the market? And I just think it's anybody that's pretty rad, extreme professions, I guess. So anywhere from an MMA fighter to. So what's this channel? It's uh, on YouTube. So you just you Google Ashley Evans Smith YouTube channel. But is there like a is there like a YouTube slash? Uh, maybe slash Ashley Evans Smith. I mean, I literally just started it last. We week, should know that. But like, I don't let you do the custom one. For, oh, really? Uh, like a month or so. Uh, oh, okay. Like, no, it's, no, it's, it's, something... in, it's until you get a uh, hundred followers. Yeah. And it's... I'm over, I'm at a couple hundred right now, but I've literally started it last week. I've already interviewed uh, Raymond Daniels, Dan from Suicide Silence, the bass player, uh, Frank Trigg, Chet Congo, uh, who am I forgetting? Razor Rob. Uh, I'll be doing this comedian. I don't know if you guys heard of him, uh, Adam Hunter. He sucks. Right. <laughs> Later today. But yeah, and I'm just throwing those up there like like crazy right now and it's it's growing it's growing really fast and I decided to just branch out to pretty much anything like I said the f- adult film star I I didn't know if I wanted to it's like alright is this a YouTube just be now? careful oh, uh, just be careful no no just be, no, just be careful <laughs> oh. like no nothing wrong with adult film stars but just you know, just keep it classy. Yeah, it's you know, a certain like, audience that you're obviously gonna yeah. bring in, and then maybe a certain audience that you're gonna push away. You know, but at the same time, you know, it's like yeah. this is my channel. You know, this is you know people that I think are interesting. Like this is real life. You know, like I'm not gonna censor it. Like, no, no, you're right. It's not. I'm not showing porn. You of know course. What I mean? But I'm gonna be interview interviewing someone. I think that uh, like you said, as long as you keep it classy, it'll be okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, this week I will be at the. Um, where am I this week? I'm fucking... Uh, this, this Wednesday night, I'm at the Hollywood Improv. Uh, this Wednesday night at 10 o'clock, I'm on a show with Steve-O. So if you're a Steve-O fan from Jackass, I will be performing with Steve-O. Not with him, but on the same show as Steve-O. Uh, Tuesday night, I'm at the Comedy Store. Uh, this Friday and Saturday, I am at the, the Blue Room in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, get your tickets now. I got Friday and Saturday there. Uh, and then next week, next Wednesday, I'm in Lake Havasu. Uh, Pennington's Pub in Lake Havasu and then I'm at the Edgewater Casino in Laughlin on Friday the 6th the 7th and 8th and then I'm at the Honda Casino in Pine Top Arizona and that's Monday uh, the 9th of October Uh, then I am in uh, Brentwood, California but Brentwood, Northern California at Caps Oak Street Club on the f- October 20th and 21st. And then I'm going to Maui at Three's Bars and Grill uh, November 10th and 11th and 12th in Maui. Uh, excited about that. My wife's excited about that too. Well, listen, Ashley, it's such an honor to have you on the show. You're, you're a, a role model. You're a sweetheart. You're going you're gonna to make a guy very happy. Hopefully he doesn't have face tattoos or if he does, it's whatever. Okay, listen, uh, thank you for listening to our show. Andrew, thanks for having us on Pluto TV, man. You're, you're you're a great friend and, and you're, you're you know good. you know your shit, man. You're good too. And anybody that loves fighting more than Keep you. All the hating. I love the haters. <laughs> Take care, guys, and have a great week. <laughs>